What's up, y'all? This your girl, the Quandra. It's Talk About It Thursday, and you already know we about to get into it. Okay. So, what I need you to do is click the bell, hit follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you can be notified when there's a new EP. Also, go to charliebynaq.com, click ministry, receive, put in all your information so that you can receive weekly uplifting messages straight from your girl. Okay, now let's get into it. What's up, y'all? This is your girl, LaQuandra. It's Talk About It Thursday. You already know we about to get into it. Today is a very special day because I have a very special guest who is near and dear to me. Um, her name is Sharonda Davis. She's also my stepmother. And so you are in for a good word today. Today we are going to be talking about mothers in the church. We're going to address some of the trauma. Um, it's a lot of church hurt. It's kind of the main thing that I'm hearing and seeing on social media that's kind of like driven people away from church. And so we want to address one aspect of it, which is mothers in the church, what their role is. Um, Sharonda has um, experienced some church hurt in that area. And so I asked her to be a part of the broadcast to speak to you about what she experienced and how to overcome that. So before we get into her testimony, I just wanted to talk about what the church is, the role of the church. Um, and I wanted to, to emphasize that also the church is a physical dwelling. It's not just about that. We learn in Ephesians 1, 22 through 23, that the church is also the body of Christ. And just like our physical body has organs, they all work together for the betterment of our flesh body. So does the body of Christ. We all have different roles in the body of Christ that help us um, bring glory to God and do everything that he has assigned for us to do. So we got like prophets, evangelists. Um, we have gifts, which are um, prophecy, healing, wisdom, speaking in tongue. We all have these different roles in the body that work together for the betterment of Christ. So if you are in the mindset today of I don't need to go to church or or God knows my heart, so I don't need to be in the room, we're going to hopefully break down that perception, break down that thought through this conversation um, and get you back to where you need to be, which is in connection with the body of Christ. So my question for you today is if you are not in the church, where are you getting your spiritual teaching how do you fellowship with, with other men and women of God? And what are you doing to help build the kingdom? Hopefully this conversation today will answer some of those questions for you and you will continue to move forward in everything that the Lord has predestined for you to do. So go ahead, Sharonda, and um, start, pretty much start at the beginning. Start from you as a youth, what happened to you, and then how that um, affected you in a portion of your life and then you you overcoming that oh well thank you for having me naquandra i really appreciate it it's an honor to be a part of your broadcast um for me i grew up in the church like we didn't have a choice like kids have nowadays you want to go you don't have to go you can stay home no there was no it's up to you we had to get up every sunday and we had to go to church and just so happened, the church that I grew up in was a Baptist church, and it was right across the street from 
directly across the street from my home. And so we was always there. And um, growing up in there and, and the mothers and the church and the different women that were in there, uh, you know, at a, at a glance, it's like, oh, it was all peachy and clean. Oh, you know, everything was all good. But as I got older, started really seeing how the church was operating or how the women were operating in the church. And it was like kind of disheartening, you know, watching like a two-sided, like one minute, you know, up and good and everything. And then the next minute, just mean and kind of, you know, and then seeing, unfortunately, seeing some of the women be really nice to the pastor, catering to the pastor and everything. And then when they came to their husbands, barking. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so that was um, something I experienced many times within the body of Christ. And for us, for the body of Christ, we have to give grace. So for me, growing up so many years, seeing that within the body of Christ, you know, your environment can shape you like it really can. Um, the more you're around whomever, whomever you're around, they literally you, you become them. That's why it's so important to be around the right people, because if you're not there, it's, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it's going to affect you. It will rub off. So that's why I know it is so important for anybody that's watching. If you're, if you're not around wise people, how can you expect to walk in wisdom? Yeah. And do what's right if you're around the wrong people. And I'm not saying that the mothers were bad. Um, I just do believe like in the body of Christ, a lot of things was done in ignorance or out of habit and um, a lot of dysfunction within the body of Christ. And I know we want to win people over to Christ, but we got to be open and honest, you know, and transparent. I not I'm not making up. I did. I'm, I'm this is my testimony. And from what I saw within the body of Christ, there were some really good mothers. But from what I saw, a lot of them have been abused physically, mentally, emotionally, and verbally, and they had not healed. And so they were projecting their anger off, you know, on those who they came in contact with in the body of Christ at church because they could not, they would, and I will say this, a lot of them were very submissive to their husbands at home, but then when they came to the church, it's like they was unleashing that anger, that mm -hmm. rage, that bitterness, and it was kind of, and that's what I was used to. So it's sad that I, I came from childhood, sexual childhood abuse, and you get in the church and then get hurt in the church with, you know, with that. But that that is my experience. I mean, literally. Yeah, that's that. That's thanks for sharing that. Um, you talked about how the women were one way at home and and then another way at church. Yes. A lot of that in different um places in life at work at school um at home your mom go your mom go to work act one way she come home acting a fool <laughs> it's the same it's the same i wanted to and so we we can go to the word of god and go to um titus 2 3 through 5 and it actually teaches us the word tells us how um the mothers in the church should um should keyword should keyword should should <laughs> care after and, and bring up the, the younger women in the church. It says, um, similarly, teach the, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must 
not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. They will not bring shame on the word of God. That's a lot in there, but but it, that was not always the case of what I saw coming up. Like, literally, it's like the pastor was basically a god and every, you know, submissive to the pastor and then barking at the husband. So, you know, seeing that, it's like, you know, back then didn't realize it. But as I got older, I think about it, it's like, that's why I got that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I got it from. Yes. That's not, that's not what you're supposed to do. Right. So as a youth, what did you, when you, when you realized that as a youth, well, how did you begin to like break that hurt, get off, get that hurt up off of you and move forward? I, I'm, you said as a youth, I didn't, not as a youth, I'm talking about as an adult trying to shake that stuff off <laughs> and review that because it, I mean, like literally again, having seen it for so long, that came a part of me mm-hmm. where they were not giving grace. That was, that was me. I did not give grace when I should have because I was used to the dysfunction or the church hurt. And that became a part of me. Like I said, again, dealing with the, uh, uh, what is it? Childhood abuse, sexual child abuse, and then getting into church and then being abused, you know, in the church. And it's like, it spilled over into my teen years, my 20 years. It affected my marriage. It affected me as a mom in just different areas because, it was a dysfunction. It was a cycle. Yeah. But when I got tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired and started walking with the Lord, the more I walk with the Lord, then I, you know, my eyes became open because we think we are wise within ourselves. We have worldly wisdom. But whenever we have and develop a relationship with Christ, he gives us revelation where we can look and see, we can discern. So as a youth, I was not discerning. I saw it. I mean, didn't realize it was wrong. Then it became a part of who I was. And so I was projecting the same thing that I was taught. That's what I was given. And it was wrong. Like, we're not supposed to do that. In the body of Christ, we're supposed to give grace. We're supposed to cover people, not expose them. But that's what I was used to. And that was the norm for me. And that's why we always have to go back to the word of God to see if it's my life lining up with the word of God. Am I doing what it is that God would have me to do? Or am I just doing things my way or the world's way? And for a long time, that's what I was doing. I was doing things the world way because it shaped me that that I saw, which was wrong. It shaped me. Mm-hmm. That's good. That worldly wisdom. Let me tell you something. I just thought I knew, thought I knew something. Everything. Just thought I knew everything. I was the wisest person in the world and just did wrong. <laughs> Yes, but that's normally what it takes for us to get tired of our It wasn't until I got tired of me, like tired of the same me creating the same mess over and over again. It was like to a point where I couldn't blame nobody else. I I really this is this is my life. I'm the one who made this decision. I responded this way. I committed to this. Um and and I also can overcome this. Um is is the mindset that I had to to grasp um and about like how did forgiveness shake up for you in this aspect like how long did it take you to forgive them or what 
made you realize, okay, I got to forgive these people so I can move on. Um, just through the word revelation, um, it, took, it took a long time because I didn't have it in my teens. I don't even think I had it in my teens. <laughs> it was starting to, I guess, like probably early thirties or in there, and still by the time I was four, <laughs> it took a long time because I still had a lot of inner healing that I had to go through. But as God, as I got on the road to recovery. And started seeking the Lord for healing because you gotta seek. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna automatically come, you know. For those who are hurting and you've been abused and you've been challenged and you was shaped in dysfunction, the broken home, you gotta ask God for it. You have to ask Him mm -hmm. when He starts revealing because He'll reveal. It, it may not always be pasted up on a billboard, but it, little by little, God will start revealing things to you. Where you didn't see before, where you'd be like, oh, you you know, you think that they were okay or they were right, and God will start showing you that they were wrong. Yeah. Like that 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 was said, like all that backbiting, that being two faced, because that's what I was used to seeing. And I, that became who I was, you know, do one thing one way or say something to somebody in their face one way. But that was because that's what I was modeled. That was modeled before me. Right. That's good. We got to be, I ain't got no children, but we got to be careful what we um are showing our children. Yes. Because listen, there's a lot of things I picked up on and I just, you know, ran with it. And it's like, like it was the gospel truth. Like, like so, very much so. Yeah. And the more you do it, the, um, the more it becomes so real to you. Like it's, this is gospel. Like this is truth. You know, um, oh goodness. Like, I'm trying to give an example. Yeah. Like, here's some the mother's cuss, or you know, say something. Hey, you know, if they if, if they do it to church folk, do it, then it's got to be right. Yes. Oh, they get <laughs> under my. That ain't. I, I know they ain't right, but that gets under my skin. Yeah. I mean, if you, that's just one thing. I'm just you know, just do out there where you you see it, and it's like, well, if they doing it, because I'm gonna give you an example. Mm -hmm. uh, I taught Sunday school. With youth over ten years, and one of the one Sundays I was one Sunday I was teaching, and I was telling the kids, and we got on such about cussing everything, and I think almost every kid in there, and even little kids, my grandma cussed, my grandma, cussed, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. And you know what I told them? All jokes aside, I told the kids that very day. I said, look, I said, just because your kids don't mean you can't teach the adults. Mm -hmm. I said, don't go in and be disrespectful. I said, but do do not have to repeat and do what they do. Let them see you loving Christ and you talking right and doing what's right. You be the example. I said, some of you are gonna be the reasons why your family members get saved. I said, you be the example that that they need to see. Yes, that that's very good. Yes, very very good that you yes. brought that out of them. Some of them probably took that and ran with it and been changing lives ever since yes i hope so i literally excuse me yes proverbs look proverbs 22 and 6 say look i got my scripture it say train up the child in the way he should go even when he is old he will not depart from it yeah that's, that's why i'm grateful for my grandma because if if not her it would have took me a long time to get here wow if not from her 
making us learn learn scripture and get up and sing in front of the church and get even when, look even when you didn't want to yeah <laughs> and taking us to Sunday school and vacation Bible school I wasn't listening I would be a mess to this day. <laughs> But and that, I'm looking at that scripture because you got it up on the screen. It says, train up a child in the way she should go, even the old, he would not depart. And in that, no matter how good we teach our kids, because like you say, you're not, you're not a parent yet. Some of the kids could have been brought up to parent home, was given everything, and still they stray. But the Bible tells us to train them up. Train them up regardless. Train them up. When they get old, it's going to come to the remembrance what you taught them. Mm -hmm. It is. It's, I mean, you know, they may stray. They they may, because a lot of kids, I'm telling you, a lot of them stray, even when they come, you know, they were brought up in the church and everything. But I gain wrong teeth. If you train them up, that word of God is, I'm telling you, it is real. It is living. It is active. And they, God is going to bring back to the remembrance, the teaching that they got, the proper right. teaching that they got. And they're going to want to come back to that because the word is life. Mm -hmm. And we're being taught, even though we don't even realize it as kids, we're being taught the word when we're being taught the right way. And it's something about the word that gives us joy. It gives us life and it makes us thrive. So if even if the kids stray, they're going to miss that in the world. And this, they're going to be longer for something because there's a God-shaped void in every last one of us. Mm. Think and feel that void is God. Yes. Go out there as far as you want to, but that word is gonna pull you back because it is your safe anchor. Okay. <laughs> and saving grace. You better talk to the people. Okay, that was good. <laughs> that was good. A God-shaped boy in all of us. In all of us. What? Nothing can feel it. Alcohol can't feel it. Um uh, having sex. Going and buying all the things that you want, none of that workaholic, it's not gonna fulfill that, it's not gonna fill that void that's down in us. And that's what we do. We go to the we gym, try, we go to the we try, we try, mm -hmm. we try to fill up that void, we try to find something that's gonna sustain us, but it's not nothing it's not is in the world. Nothing. I don't care how many pills you pop. I don't care how many lashes you put on. Go get your nails done. Go get your hair done. None of that stuff is. It means nothing Ooh. compared to the word of God. Nothing can fill that void that God has. Nothing. Ooh, that's fine. Nothing. Nothing. No. No one. Because if you think about it, look at the the stars in um, Hollywood and everything. They have everything. They, money is a no object to some of them, and they still not happy. They still yes. feel themselves mm -hmm. because there's something they're longing for that you just can't get in the world, and right. that is God. You cannot get it. You cannot pay for it. The right. grace of God. You can't. You can't. Yes. If that was the case, Hollywood would have it going on. Not so. Overall, yes. not overall. I'm telling you, <laughs> honey. That's so good. I'm, I'm a, so serious. That was with somebody. Somebody need to hear that. I think it was for me. Uh. <laughs> and for me as well. Like, you know, because we can be selfish. Like yeah. we're in, we're we're the house of God. The, the the presence of God dwells in us. It's not mm -hmm. physical building of the church. We are the church. Like yes. we are physical. We are the physical building of God. And we mm -hmm. he resides in us. Wherever we go, we take God with us. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we go, 
And so we'll go back to, you know, the church mother and the church hurt and everything. Um, I know I have been the source of people's pain over years because I was still going through and still dealing. And so I've had to go back and apologize and ask God for forgiveness and go back to in different individuals to get it right. Because, I mean, it's like, and I tell them, you know, I was going through. I had this. I didn't realize. And we got to, you know, that's maturity when you can see yourself in the wrong. Because if you never see yourself wrong and it's always somebody else, honey, you are fooling yourself. Oh, yeah. I know it could be a hot mess. And I know I've heard people. But it is my intentional prayer um, that I pray regularly. God, I never want to be the source of anybody's pain. Right. Same. Yeah. Same. Yes. Yeah. So good. It is. But that church hurt is real. Let me tell you, I there was one time I, I pulled up at the church and there was a it was a female sitting in the parking lot and I went over and I talked to her and she and I we became friends and she eventually she got saved sitting in the parking lot she came back and she got baptized she even joined the church and she would come in and she she would she didn't grow up in the church I remember her coming in Bible study one time she had Daisy Duke's on <laughs> and the looks that she got when she came in there if looks could have killed she would have been dead but I was just thankful she was there. I ain't say that to her. I mean, yeah. she, she was real thin. I mean, she was probably like 110 pounds and she was kind of tall. But she had days to do so. Like, literally days to do so. So there was another time. This is the same female. The other time she came to church and she had on like a mini dress. And the way they treated her, she left. And she never came back. And I felt, oh so, sorry. I felt so sorry for her. I really did. Her heart was in the right place. It was in the right place. God. The heart was in the right place. But because of her physical appearance, and it was the mothers that did it, they said something to her, and it, you know, it hurt her feelings, and she left, and she did not come back. That, you know, that should not be. When somebody comes into church, I don't care what they look like. I don't mm -hmm. care what they smell like. If they come in, you need to embrace and, you know, she come in and she's looking like that. That means that she got something going on inside. It's an inter internal thing. It is. It's an internal thing that, that she needs some healing. Right. And she needed grace and love. And she needed to be covered. And she was not. She And I felt so sorry for her. That was my friend. And like I said, she never came back. So mm -hmm. that's why, like, nowadays people cannot um, put this. You can't make me go to Egypt. Go back to Egypt in bondage. Like if I want to go to church and I want to have some cut up jeans on a t-shirt and some boots, I'm gonna wear it. And if they don't like it, they just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. Because I'm gonna just go how I feel like going. And I don't mean to try to offend anyone, but we looking at the outside and not looking at the inside. Mm -hmm. That's where we get caught up. Yeah. We get distracted from what we need to be receiving. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because if your heart is right, if your heart is truly right, I don't care what somebody look like when they come into church. If your heart is right, you will embrace them and love on them and realize if you have somebody coming in and her boobs, you know, she got it, you know, and all that. She's hurting. If you got somebody coming in and they pierced and tatted and got green hair or or just um, red hair or they got purple hair and everything. They could be having something going on inside and they just need to be loved. They are, you know, their parents may be saying one thing, but it could be something internal that they're hurting and they need love. Yes. You got to give grace in the church because I was, I mean, coming up again, church hurt 
was not shown grace was, you know, and it was just always just picking. It was always something. And I remember whenever um, I received my call as a minister and it was like I was scrutinized because at the time, my husband, I, your dad and I <laughs> ride motorcycles and somebody had something to say about that. Like, you know, it don't look right for a minister to be riding motorcycles. And, I, you know, when I sit now and think about that, you know, I'm glad I kept my cool and didn't go off on anybody like I would have in my earlier days. But I kept right on riding until I felt like it was time to give it up. And mm -hmm. it was always something. Oh, she didn't pronounce their name right from the pulpit. Oh, her sermons are too short. It was always something coming from the mothers. Always. And I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes. <laughs> it was so petty. It was so petty in the church. It was so petty. <laughs> <laughs> but you did not let it shake you. That, no. That is the glory. Yeah, they didn't run me off. It, yeah. it, made, me, it made me angry, made me mad from time to time. It made me cry, but it did not make me leave the church because I had a love for Christ that has continuously grown over the years. And that's where, for those who are watching, you got to get to the point where you just kind of tone out the, the naysayers or those who are nagging those who are broken themselves because that's where I came to the point where I realized that that they was putting off on me was because they were hurt yes and it was when I realized that when God gave me that revelation that I was able to give grace to them right mm -hmm. and that's what you have to do you can't do tit for tat you no. got you got to be able to give grace and if, for those who are watching if you're not saved if you don't understand what I'm saying when I say give them grace, I mean give them love. Give them what you want God to give you. And grace is God doing in us what we can't do in our own strength. Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know if I was praying for it back then. However, I desire a walk with Christ. So I was trying to do what's right in spite of when they was coming at me. Her sermons are too short. She mispronounced their name. You you mad or you talking about me mispronouncing somebody's name, but you don't know how that makes me feel because you don't you don't ever excuse me have anything positive or anything good to say. It was always something negative, and it was that was such a hurtful thing. But like I say, my relationship with Christ kept me there longer than I should have stayed there. I should have left. And for anybody that's watching, you are not a tree. If you're not happy where you are, if you're not, if, leave. Go where you're fed. Go where you're fed. That's right. Go mm -hmm. where you are fed. And don't, feel bad. don't feel bad about it at all. At all whatsoever. Because then, then, look, and then when I left, then they, then they had something to say about that. <laughs> oh, she's she's shirt chopping. Oh, she's running off. Oh, she's going to left and everything. Yes, I did. I got tired of y'all. Yeah, of course they're gonna have something to say. Listen, if y'all let me tell you something, we talking about church mothers. This this the one right here. This the model, the example. We just listened to her share a testimony. She had took accountability for the hurt that she may have caused in other people's life, went back and apologized to them people yeah. years later. Yeah. Listen, honest. This is the example of the church mother. The one that <laughs> took me a long time to get here, but now that I'm here, like I, I love it. Like it feels good. The relationship, it feels good to have a genuine relationship with Christ and to love people in spite of. 
not because of, but the people in spite of, in spite of the differences, in spite of them hating, in spite of their comments and everything, I can still love you and can love the hell out of you because I got the grace of God living in me. Like I said, it took me a long time to get here, but now I'm here. Nobody can't take that from me. Yes, Lord. <laughs> That's what I'm learning to love them in spite, in spite of, of not because, not because <laughs> they're doing everything I want them to do, or because they're good to me and everything. I can love you in spite of because the grace of God dwells in me, mm-hmm. and because it dwells in me, I can love you in spite of. That's so good. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it can help you in everything, mm-hmm. even if you're hateful to me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm gonna do it just because. Right. That part. I'm gonna show respect. I'm gonna be respectful. But yeah, that church that church hurt is real. And not um and everybody didn't grow up in the church. And for those, and I recently met some um ladies and they were telling me that they did not grow up in the church. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you didn't have to experience that. That when you that now that you're in there, because they're newly reformed or new new babes in Christ. That they're seeing people who are giving them grace where I didn't see that. Yes. And they, these are females who are coming out of a world of, of not just, um, let me see, they drug and just all kinds of things. And they share their testimony with me. And these people brought me in and just loving on them. Because she told me, she said, she wanted to say like five years. And she said, if you would have told me five years ago that I would be saved and working in church, she said she would have never, never um, believed that she would be doing that. But because people who love Christ and will give grace. And again, grace is showing people love in spite of the things that they're doing, in spite of the way that they look and everything. They brought her in and loved on her and she is walking with Christ. And she said she's so glad she does. Glory be unto God. Yeah. 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 Because we can't we can't win people over being hateful and mean to them. Especially, Especially when they're falling. Jesus didn't do that. When the woman was caught in adultery, Jesus did not. He covered her. He did. He mm-hmm. covered her. And that's what we have to be willing to do. I'm still learning <laughs> day by day. But we <laughs> yeah, because people are doing stuff, you know, because they're broken and because they're going through and because they're just used to doing it. Like it just seems so right. Like those mothers back then, and I love them. I, you know, a lot of them are gone. I think all of them are gone, except for one or two. And it's like, some don't even realize that they have hurt so many people and never apologize, never, none of that. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, I give what I want to be given to me because that's the thing of the Bible. We, the world said karma, but um, the Bible said reaping and sowing. We're going to reap what we sow. Yeah. And I ain't trying to sow nothing that I don't want to reap. So anybody watching, don't sow anything you don't want to reap. I ain't talking about karma. I'm talking about, um, <laughs> what is it? Um. When they say reaping and sowing, reaping and sowing, you're gonna you're gonna reap what you sow. Yes, that's speaking to me in my current situation at work. That's speaking to me. Reap what you sow, just yeah. love it anyway. Yeah, be nice to her. Be nice, and I told you that. Be nice. Be respectful, because I'm telling you, God have you there for a reason, and that goes for anybody that's watching. If you're in an com- uncomfortable work situation, if you're in an uncomfortable home situation. Or whatever the school situation, whatever the case may be, I'm telling you, God has you there for a reason, and you need to be the light. Let them see you be a, a man and woman of integrity. See you giving. Grace.
grace. It's you being tied up. And I'm telling you, you'll win people over that way. And it's the only way. But if you can't do tit for tat, two wrongs will never make a right. If you do them wrong, how can you be better than them? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so good. Yeah. So that's what I had to learn in the church. It's like, you know, she's going through that that woman that's being hateful. I me. Mean, I've heard I, this is no lie. And, and I'm saying this to the world because the world is going to be watching. I've been, I, I've been in church where I heard a mother plus her husband out doing the prayer. Fussing her husband out as she praying. Oh my. Jesus. And I'm looking, we hold hands, and I'm looking like, you know, we're here fussing her husband out. <laughs> that is wild, yes. And I'm, and I'm so serious. Many things go on. I'm serious. I've I've seen some things over the years. I'm serious. But overall, the, the church literally is supposed to be a healing place for people because we just, we house the presence and the power of God. So people come in, they need to be healed, not wounded. Right. Yeah. And some people come in and they, you know, I won't say they're worse off, but they get they they're not getting treated. Right. For for the, you know, with the proper care that they need. They're made worse when they come in, and we don't want to do that. As the body of Christ, we are the salt and the light. So there should be, I'm telling you, we're supposed to make a difference. If we're not making a difference, we're falling short. Yes. <laughs> that part. Yeah. If we're not if we're not making a lot of people lives better, you know, through the gospel, and I don't mean being people pleasers, but I mean, we are supposed to be the ones when they come in our presence there's supposed to be a difference because, again, we are the salt and we're the light and the salt preserves. And if the body of Christ, if we fail to preserve, we are missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> touching me all in, up and through everything. I got to go pray when I get out. <laughs> I'm serious. Like we got, we're going to um, be held accountable for the things that we do and say. Yeah. So we want to do what's right. We want to be the light. And we want to be able to show Christ wherever we go. We don't have to shove this Bible down anybody's throat. We should be living it. And if we live it, people are going to see a difference in us. Yes. And they're going to want that. Yes. That part. The best way to lead, the best way to teach is to model and to be the example. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, a lot of times I didn't see it. And just because you're young don't mean that you cannot make a difference because you can you can make a difference. Like I told those kids, and I mean, a long time ago, the, the little bit, I told them, I said, you could be the one to change your family. You could be the one. It starts with one. <laughs> Obedience. If we're obedient, I'm telling you, it will make a difference wherever we go. Cool. <laughs> this, is good. this is good. I definitely believe there will be people who won't be blessed by your testimony, your teaching, your preaching on today <laughs> because it has definitely blessed me in, in different aspects of, of everything that I'm going through. So yes, sis, I know you're gonna I know you're gonna be blessed by this one. Okay. This was great. And again, you you want to know how the mother of the church is supposed to be, you need to look at Sharonda's life. <laughs> Like, this is her 24-7, just wise, joyful, loving, <laughs> all day, 
I try my best to be because it's the only way to be. It's the best way to be. I'm telling you to radiate. You cannot yeah. radiate Christ being mean and hateful. You cannot. I yeah. want to be the light everywhere I go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it's, it. It's contagious. You are. And it's, it's, it's great to be in your presence. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, y'all, for sticking in and listening to this message. I really hope, I pray to God that it blessed you in your spirit, that it getting you thinking about the things that you have experienced and went through in the church, um, especially if you have been hurt and that steered you away from being in the church, that it has um, touched you in your spirit and, and you will begin to redirect and make your way back. Um Sharonda, do you have any closing remarks for the for the women of God on tonight? Closing remarks, I will say find safe space, someone that you can talk to, a, a woman who is wise, a woman who is um living the life. And I promise you, as they pour into you, your life will be so much better. But you can't grow by yourself. You have to have community. You need to be a part of a body of believers. So I encourage you, if you have experienced church hurt, to let it go. Because the thing about it in the world, we get hurt on the job, but we go back. Yes. We'll go back. I'm serious. We'll go back. Mm. Go to a restaurant and they won't prepare our food right. But what will we do? We find another restaurant to go to. Mm -hmm. I encourage you if you're not being fed properly or you, you know, if you're experiencing church hurt, leave. You're not a tree. Get up and go somewhere else where you're being fed. Because I promise you, it is so needed. We cannot, the word of God tells us iron sharpens iron. You have to be amongst believers if you're going to grow and you're going to be who God has created you to be. So those are my thoughts. <laughs> I guess my closing thoughts that you, you have to be connected. Yes, that's so good. Stay connected. And to stay connected with Sharonda, you can find her ministry on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at His Chosen Outreach Ministry. So you can also go on Facebook and find her personal page, um, Sharonda Hankins Davis. I promise staying in connection with her, you will be abundantly blessed. Um, if there's any um, things, your retreat you want to shout out, your journey. Yes. Everything you want to shout out, go ahead and take that space to pray us out. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for the opportunity. And I want to say thank you for my unapologetic shirt. Someone asked me, what does it mean? I said, I'm an unapologetic Christian. That's what it means. I, I'm unashamed of the cross. <laughs> and yeah. I wear it boldly in faith. I know that's right. I wear it boldly and faithfully. So thank you for creating this t-shirt for me. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate it. And I do want to share that I am author of a journal. It's called I Found the Courage to Speak Creative Journal. It can be found on Amazon. <laughs> I appreciate that. And what's the other thing? Oh, I do have an upcoming. I'm hosting my first retreat where Mr. Quandra will be one of our speakers doing a workshop. It will be on Oak Island, North Carolina, April the 22nd through the 24th. It is $4.75 per person. You will be pampered. You will be spoiled. We will have a private shelf. It is going to be wonderful. It is going to be faith-filled, and you, it is an empowerment workshop. So I invite each and every one of you, if you want to be a part, I only have a couple of slots left, you're more than welcome. Um, 
my information is in the comments. So come join us. I would love for you to come. I promise you, I promise you, if you come, your life will never be the same because we're going to be pouring out all weekend long. And it is for each and every one of you because we live in a time where we all need to practice self-care. So that's it. That's the message. Thank you, Naquandra. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Thanks for um tuning the people into all the great things that you were doing and definitely says you need to go and be a part of her ministry and go to that retreat if you can because first of all it's on the beach <laughs> second of all invest in yourself it's time to level up we ain't got time for no more excuses <laughs> like, you know break up the ground sis we got work to do all right exactly we invest in everything else it's time to practice some self-care like you say it's on the beach and the, the accommodations are beautiful trust me it was not cheap it is beautiful. <laughs> yes. That's so exciting. All right. Um, you can go ahead and pray us out and then okay. we're going about our business. All right. Um, thank you all who tuned in and joined us on today. Let us go to the throne of grace, um, precious and eternal father in heaven. Lord, we are so grateful for God. You're, you're blessing us indeed, oh God, Lord, because of you and you alone, we live, move, and have our being. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you for the grace and abundance that you have given each and every one of us, oh God, that we're able to endure all that we face, oh God, and time past, and God, and what we're currently facing, God, we know, God, that you're able to do it seemingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, God, that you're going to see us through every challenge, every issue, everything that, that's up against us right now, God, we rest in your word, and we believe, God, that all things will work together for our good, God, it may not look good, but it will work together for our good, it will sharpen us, oh God, it will mold us into your image, oh God, Lord, I thank you, God, that you give us peace in the midst of our circumstances, God, not the peace that the world can't even want to give us, oh God, but your peace with the past is all understanding, God. And Lord, for those who are listening, who have had church hurt, oh God, or for those who are listening that are not saved, God, Lord, I ask that you would heal them where they hurt, that you would draw them in, God, that the lost would be saved and the saved would be revived for your glory and our good, oh God. And I thank you for the quandary, God. I thank you for her sweet spirit, oh God. I thank you for this the opportunity to pour and to share. I thank you for what you're doing in her life, God. I thank you that you have changed her, that you have drawn her, God, that you have sanctified her, God, and you're sending her forth, God, to teach to everyone that comes in her presence, oh God. And Lord, I ask, whatever it is that she stands in need of God, that you not only meet her need, that you receive every expectation that she has, oh God, and that she would be blessed coming in, that she would be blessed going out. May she always prosper being helped, even as her soul prosper, oh God. And Lord, for the listeners, oh God, I ask that you bless that that one that is wounded right now, oh God. Lord, that she will look to you, the author and the finisher of her faith, and realize, God, that as she draws near to you, God, that you would be right there with a listener the ear and not condemning God, but you would love on her and that you got grace for each and every one of us, oh God. And I thank you for the grace that you have given me, oh God. And Lord, search our hearts, oh God. Try us to see if there be in a wicked way in us, oh God, and lead us in the way of everlasting. Have mercy on us, creating us all a pure heart and renew the right spirit within us, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that you do not treat us as our sinners, or greater is thy faithfulness, oh God. May this ministry continue to be blessed and glorify your name. It's in Jesus' name I pray, and that's of all things. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thanks for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you again for the opportunity to share. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Okay. 
welcome. It's a blessing. All right, sis, we are out. You guys have a wonderful night, and we'll talk soon. What's up, sis? I just wanted to pop back in and remind you to make sure that you are subscribed to whatever platform that you are listening to this broadcast on, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Make sure you are following or subscribed to this feed so that you can be notified when there is a new episode available. And I really hope this message today about church mothers blessed your life. Listen, I, I didn't grow up in the church, so I didn't experience that, but I know a lot of you have. And so I want to make sure that I'm reaching out to more um, than just women who went through what I went through. I want to reach other women. And just to make sure, like, you... We have to share our testimony. We are set free by the word of our testimony. And so I'm so grateful for Sharana for getting on and being transparent and sharing that today. And I'm sure that it is going to bless, that it has blessed your life or somebody else's life, whoever has listened. Share this message with your friends and family. Also, I have some new things going on. I am hosting my first workshop March 26th from 11 to 1230. It is a virtual workshop and it is titled no more excuses sis period we ain't got room for no more excuses so on that day i need you to make a reservation for your spot to be into the be in the room for this workshop we're going to unveil the things that is keeping you from being transparent with god we're going to address address triggers and overcome trust issues together get into the room with other like-minded women so that we can break down these barriers um together when you sign up for the workshop, it's only $42. You will receive the No More Excuses workbook, so you don't have to purchase this individually. Once you sign up, I will mail you this workbook and along with a bookmark and other note-taking and writing materials. So you all said, all you got to do is reserve your spot and create space that day and show up. March 26th. 11 to 12 30 and it's virtual it's going to be on zoom also i have another workbook 30 days with god it's intentional journaling prompts for 30 days what you need to do is set aside five or ten minutes a day go through this journal for the next 30 days and have a have real real talk with god have real conversation with god these prompts encourage and they convict you to really address some things in your life to see what position you have the lord in and and, and give him opportunity to to speak back to you um through your writing so sis i have these tools for you that helped me and so my desire is to help you um get closer to god um and we all have work to do i have work to do you have work to do your sister your cousin your auntie your mama got work we got work to do this listen sis break up the ground it's time to do something different okay thank you so much for listening make sure you're following i really love you i really appreciate you and all the support and all the encouragement that i receive and i just pray that as much as you promise me that you receive the same from me okay God bless you. Talk soon, sis.